Good Monday morning. How is everybody doing? Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And we're getting the day started out with um, something I was just, I don't know, I woke up this morning and I was inspired. And for some reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to start today with the most positive attitude and just go. I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm saying these daily affirmations every single day I wake up now. I've been feeling a little off, um, sort of motivated, then not motivated, um, happy at times, and then unhappy at times. So to change that all around, I'm sending out positive vibes, and I know that more than likely, because of the laws of attraction, I will be receiving those same, um, I believe I'll be receiving those same vibes back. So what you send out is what you're going to get back. Uh, we're going to talk a couple about a couple different things today. Um, not too much. Um, the title of this episode is going to be called Best Ways. So stay tuned in just a minute here. We're going to get started and we'll be right back. So I've been away for a few days and uh, personal reflection, uh, mostly it's been really working on my other things that I've got going on in my life, um, working on career, personal development, working on the family, had a great St. Patty's Day weekend. I really didn't really do too much. Um, my plans were to go to Murphy's, California, but that didn't quite work out. So um, Saturday and Sunday, I mostly spent in the Bay Area. Um, I was with my, you know, my one-year-old and it was just, you know, really, really good experience, you know, just for me and her and her mom to, uh, to get out and just, just explore a little bit, had a little bit of good food. So I can't complain at all. So, uh, already I've, you know, I started my morning out. I haven't done my meditation. haven't done my workout, but I was happened to notice, um, I got on my social media for a little bit and people are already complaining, ah, Monday, you know, and they send these little memes out. So, um, for me personally, I don't want to start Monday out, you know what I mean, with a uh, with a bad attitude. Um, I want to start out with a grateful attitude. I believe Monday is the best opportunity to uh, start on your endeavors. Um, you know, we look forward Monday through Friday to get our work done in the weekends. Then it seems like we're clocking in in another way of our life. You know, we're doing our personal life. But how much time do we really uh, spend with ourselves? How much time do we really, um, really enjoy the weekend? Um, me as a parent, um, right now, my daughter isn't swimming in any meets. She's training. So, and she, I'm let her have basically her spring break. First time I've ever had her where she's on break for two weeks. So, um, right now she's training and, um, you know, I'm rethinking about my parenting, um, my coaching, uh, and developing of her. And, um, you know, I just want her to have the best attitude towards her sport and towards her life. So this morning I started out with, um, giving gratitude, um, on my social media. Um, I'm not looking at my social media as my enemy. It is a tool that I use as well as being here on anchor. And I want to say, Hey, Monday morning, thank God it's Monday. We can get started. We can get, do these things. If you said that I was going to start on working out on today, well, today's the day clock in, get it done. You know, day one is the first journey. It's just as important as day 488 or something. 
So just remember consistency, practice, and happiness and a good attitude towards whatever you're going to approach today or whatever you're going to work on is going to make boatloads of impacts uh, in all of your life. So um, my first act of um, gratitude is that I sent seven individuals on my social media through pretty much through Instagram and Facebook, seven people to encourage, I am thankful for you. I am, it's a pleasure to be a friend. I want the best for you to happen for you today. And that's a general message out to everybody that I wish upon everyone to enjoy. Um, And it's a part of the, one of those things where it's just like, you know, greet seven people with the greatest amount of gratitude and encouragement, send it out and ask them, I wouldn't say so much request, but just ask them, it's like, Hey, I'm, or just letting them know I'm sending out seven acts of gratitude, uh, for seven different people. Uh, Could you spread it along? You know? And if they do, they do, they don't, they don't. But, um, I know a lot of people greet Monday, like, Oh, this sucks. You know, it's like, do I really want to get started? I need my coffee. Do I got to get the kids off to school? Do I got to get to, you know, such and such destination? It's always something. It's always a complication. So we definitely got to um, approach um, every day with the greatest amount of gratitude and pleasure because that is going to make the make or break the difference. Now, there's going to be things that are going to happen to you, but you know what? It doesn't mean that it needs to bring you down. It means that, you know what? You've been presented an obstacle. What's the obstacle and what's the opportunity within the obstacle? So I just want you to possibly think about that. Uh, last night I was happening to listen to uh, a podcaster that I know, Jojo Ray. She started another station with a friend. Um, I'll get that station real quick. It's Momo and Jojo. And right now they're undertaking a book that I've loved to read. I haven't finished it all the way. I'm going to finish this book. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It is like one of the go-to books for most business people and especially entrepreneurs getting started out with. So it's all about your attitude uh, first and foremost. And Napoleon Hill really points out how you can network, how you can build up uh, better relations between people. So if you haven't checked this book out, go check it out. Um, Momo and Jojo, uh, they both are um, breaking out and getting starting this endeavor I, I highly encourage them if you want to check out their station they just made their first episode check it out um i believe they're going to be bi-weekly so definitely a shout out to you, uh, momo and jojo also um i checked out uh the fried oreo or the Dwan and only show um last week and he had a couple really interesting segments in his show he was talking about the the importance of sampling so those of you want to get music into your podcast or just music a part of your whatever you're trying to do um he was talking about how many different artists have sampled and duan hey thanks a lot i really do appreciate that segment really uh uh definitely impactful and i really enjoyed it uh, who else did i listen to this last week uh george d is back hey you know good friend good podcaster from australia um you know, I just, I really appreciate her, her way of, of podcasting. She shares a little bit about, um, some life and some ways and just a free flowing spirit. Then heated waves with Seth, Seth Bradley. Uh, it's a sports talk show. I really enjoy if you're into sports, go and check out heated waves. Um, 
you know, there's also, he has a few other co-hosts. I believe one guy's name is Travis. Um, and, um, Mr. Bradstone and then T-Ball. So I don't know all these, these guys, but I hear them speak. They have a good, pretty good analysis on from football, baseball, MMA, maybe even golf, but I've only heard football and baseball so far. Oh, and basketball. How can you forget that? So if you're looking for a good sports station, go check out heated waves here on anchor.fm. That's, I think how they pronounce it. It's heated and then waves W A V E Z. So if you're trying to search for it on Apple podcast, uh, you know, I guess that would be a good way of, um, trying to find them out. So, you know, um, definitely things are changing on anchor. Um, so to speak, um, They've added new analytics that you can semi see where your public, your listening public has come from, uh, maybe areas you can focus on. So definitely uh, things to check out in the podcasting realm. So we're going to get right back on to the gratitude thing here in just a second here. And I just want to send some personal shout outs. Oh, Red Sable, Maria Humphreys. So Red, Red Sable from um, what's the name of her station? Give me just a second here. I think it is just Red Sable, but I could be wrong. Okay, I'm waiting for my iPhone to load up. Okay, Fuel Your Soul with Red Sable. Um, she's always a pleasure to listen to, always uh, positive. She plays great music. Um, check her out. Maria Humphreys with Strong Body, Strong Soul. Um, you know... Maria's always positive. So on my list today, I'm going to be listening to Robert Boyle. Let's Google that. Um, Sheena Diane, I haven't listened to her stuff in a little bit, but um, I'm gonna, definitely going to give it a listen to. Um, Project Mindset, definitely um, going to give it a listen. Uh, Dwan and Oli, um, who else am I going to listen to? Um God, man, there's so many people that I'm trying to think of, but I am exploring my, my horizons. Oh yeah. The Maddie Mo show. Can't forget Maddie Mo. He's always putting out material every single day, growing and growing and growing. Um, stoic meditations with Massimo Fiducci from New York city college. He's a philosophy professor. So if you have a podcasting station and you want to get some exposure, send me a message either by good vibes, Jason B at gmail.com. Or you can send me a voicemail here on anchor.fm if you're a member. And if you're not a member, I highly encourage you to join. Anchor is one of the easiest ways to get started with podcasting. You no, know, you don't need fancy equipment. You just need your phone and maybe your headset and in a quiet place and make whatever you want. So if you're beginning to be a podcaster, get it out there. If you want some exposure, send me... Um, a message saying, Hey, check out my station. I'm always open for that. So we're definitely going to be um, checking out new podcasts and adding. And then I'm encouraging, if you love this station, please share it to your friends, your family, or even your coworkers. You might find something interesting that I might be saying. And if you have materials or questions, like I said, uh, just email me at goodvibesjasonb.gmail.com. Uh, or at gmail excuse me at gmail.com and we can get going so we're gonna take a, a minute break from this just a second before we get started on with our next segment
Okay, so I was talking, I forget who I was talking to last week. I, I don't know if it was uh, No Show from No Show Theater, great podcaster. Um, I was talking to somebody last week and the term came up, disposable terms, I should say, disposable society. What is exactly um, disposable society? So I started looking it up and kind of deriving my own definition and and what comes to disposable side society is very a toxic way of thinking. It's a toxic way of living. It's spreading like wildfire. People are living in panic and fears. Um, people are trying to put personal ownership on their lands, like who belongs there, who doesn't belong there, you know, so on and so forth. So I'm going to help, like, I would like to help approach that and counter it with a good attitude. But first let's figure out what is disposable society is. Um, without any clear definitions in front of me, disposable society means this. It means that nothing is cared for as much as personal account, you know, for personal accountability. It means um, friends, marriages, um, re personal relationships. Um, they're not, weighed at and valued um, for very long. It just seems like a lot of people are reacting to things with oversensitivity. And that's, that's like a big, big deal. You know, how many things are said on the news and then people are just like all pissed off to hell, like something happened. Like, I'm going to give a few examples from around the world. First example, here in the United States, a lot of people are not too happy about the wall, so to speak, that Donald Trump wants to build, um, the budget, the money, it's really causing awareness. You know, I think it's positive awareness, but then negative at the same time, people are being really irritated by a bipartisan product of politics. Now, border security is important, but the Cal the, the Southern border to Mexico is a long, 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 miles and my hundreds of miles, maybe thousand a mile, um, stretch. And it's a pretty big project to build a cement wall all along this border. I mean, it's like the projected amount supposedly was like $8.5 billion to build this wall. Now, is it important? Yes. And, and no, I mean, we feel like we can spend money on other things, but, um, you know, people have been fighting about this as well as healthcare, and it's used as a political forum. So that's kind of like a disposable societal attitude. Like people are like, oh, hell no, we shouldn't be spending that much money on a border wall. And, you know, it's creating this racist movement with, um, with people coming from the Southern, Southern border. You know, I'm Mexican American and, I feel really bad. These people are coming over. They're taking a chance. And the bad thing about that is, is that they're bringing their kids too and taking the risk and what's going on in the detention centers from what I've read. And I cannot verify this to be fact, but um, from what I'm reading and what I'm seeing, they're splitting up families. If you have children, they're detaining them separately. And somehow these kids are getting lost in the mix. So there's no good way of tracking who belongs to who. So that's a, a method of disposable society. 
Um, and what was the other latest thing? Okay. Uh, the mass shooting that went happened on in New Zealand, um, such a, a travesty, you know, really shame that, um, these people, um, were hurt, you know, um, 50 people shot. I forget how many were actually killed, but, um, I know it's a high number and, um, there's just no reason for it. And the shooter was, you know, basically promoting his racist propaganda of, you know, these people should go back to where they come from. And where else does that exist? And while well, it exists here in the United States, for sure, I think it exists pretty much in every country. Anyone who's claiming that their personal legacy, that their history, that they've been there for generations, and any newcomers, new immigrants are not welcome. I think that that's just territorial immaturity. And it's a part of disposable society. I mean, here's the real truth, people. None of us really can take land with us when we die. That's just a fact. You can't take it with you. You know, um, lands are passed. Ownership is passed down to generation to generation for some. And some, it's like when you die, it's being sold off with. So what is the deal with trying to personally own something and tell other people that you, you don't belong? Well, to me, it's just a bunch of, it's a crock of shit. I mean, as I drive around here in the state of California at times, I'm amazed, especially when I go up into the Sierra Nevadas and I go into the foothills, there's just land and land and land, just endless as eyes can see and hardly any houses, but people own these big ranches, big farms. And I just think like with all the housing shortage, all the food shortages, believe it or not, that are going on, we're so worried about who what belongs to who um here in the united states it's more like you know you're not really american you know you're not really american if you're an immigrant say like you did all the steps to become a u.s citizen in the united states there are people there are a lot of people who will say you are not american because you're not born here and the thing is is like it's so stupid because to me their ancestors came from somewhere else. So why argue something that really is yours? I mean, America belongs to the citizens, U.S. citizens. That means all of us, whether we're born here or we came from somewhere else, but we swear an oath when you pledge allegiance to the flag. Um, you have sworn an oath. If you've served in the military, you have sworn an oath to care and take care of this, this great nation. Um, so it's just like, why get caught up in who belongs to what, you know, and here in the United States, it's broken up into several regions. I mean, you have the South, you have the um, Northeast, you have the West, Northwest, you have West, you have South, Southeast, Southwest, Central. I mean, you have so many different regions in this country and so many different viewpoints. But the thing is, is believe it or not, we're all immigrants at, in somewhere in our legacy and our history of our of who we are. So we all belong to it. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, and more things going to a uh, sensitive or a disposable society is the sensitivity of everything that is going on. Um, people, the news is creating flabbergasted um, economic 
problems. Um, I constantly hear it through other podcasters. Um, I and it's something I really don't like is when these big influential personalities say, "Oh, the market's going to crash. The market's going to have this. They're going to have troubles." You know, it's yada yada yada. It's like here's something I really want to want to hammer down on when it comes to that. When you tell people that the market's going to crash, that they're going to lose their jobs to robotics and AI, you're creating fear. And I was just talking to, um, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this and we were talking, we were like, look at all these stores right now and look at the major department stores we've seen on our way home from the San Francisco Bay area. We've seen a few department stores close their doors. I mean, they're closed. They they went bankrupt. So I started thinking about the history of these department stores. Now, at a time, probably about 120 years ago, um, a lot of people ordered their goods off of catalogs. It was a common practice. And then the event of the department store came about with like Sears, JCPenney's, Macy's here in the United States. And they were like places where, or even Montgomery Wards. Yeah, I can't forget that one. Um, I guess you could even have to say Walmart too, but I don't think they've been in existence that long. But the idea and the concept is, is that you could go to a place and get all the goods you wanted from home decor, clothing, food, um, mechanics, you know, television, radios. Well, back then it was probably uh, radios and books, encyclopedias. I mean, you name it. These department stores catered to the public and, and allowed them to go to one place to pick all their goods. And what happened was, um, and kind of did a couple things. There used to be, and there still is, some personal shops, um, markets where they're small business owners and they have these small shops. I mean, Macy's started out to be a small shop. Sears started out as a catalog. Um, JC Penney's also kind of started as a catalog and a small storefront. So it's like, it kind of like from the small, they branched out, they networked, they had franchises, you know, and department locations. Now it seems like things are going backwards and especially with the comfortability and use of Amazon, you know, or companies like Amazon, you can order online, even eBay, but, or uh, other stores, stores, you know, storefronts or app websites like wish.com. Everyone's going back to the ordering kind of like, I guess you could say the catalog system. So, you know, people from, you know, 120 years ago, we're working in these department stores and it, they used to go and think you're going to get a paid a fair wage. You got catered to, um, I was reading that there was, you know, several attendees, um, for every department reaching out, selling people, getting people to understand the products and so forth. So it was kind of like a good thing, good thing. <clears throat> and people depended on that. You know, it's like, Hey, I can make a good living working at a department store. And that was like something that you know, you could do. Well, now it's changed. Um, now we're online shopping, we're sh doing an e-commerce. So it's kind of like the same thing going back 120 years and going to catalog shopping. 
So it's creating this fear and just stores are disappearing, closing their doors. They can't keep up. Um, a lot of companies are claiming the amount of what they have to pay to employ somebody, um, you know, whether supplying benefits or paying heavy taxes. So it's like, where does it all go? And it just creates a sensitivity of like, if say like, I'll give you a good example. Um, Gap, um, it's a store, it's a brand. They are closing a lot of their doors and they're splitting off from the brands that they're attached to, but they've also merged with a couple companies, smaller companies to make their brand even bigger and better. So, you know, people are really like feeling threatened. Like, am I going to have a job, you know? And my girlfriend was bringing up a great point. You know, she's all with all these stores going to be disappearing. She's all, where are people going to be social? How are people, you know, she asked great questions. And the thing is, is like, I don't have a definitive answer for that, but we know that we do need commerce. We need places to go socialize. Um, and some of the things that I was really noticing, like it's the cha- the shopping experience has changed a lot. And hold on just a second. <coughs> Excuse me, I had a little bit of a cough. Anyway, um, so our experience of commerce, shopping, you know, going for services is changing drastically. And it's like people are afraid, like who's really going to have a job for the future? Well, I want to promote the counter is... Um, yes, I can tell you to go shopping in a store. Yes, I could tell you to go buy local, but your personal brand is going to matter more, you know, and associating yourself with certain quality brands, no matter where they come from, is going to make a huge difference for the future. Um, there's been a lot of podcasters who've talked about personal brand. So, uh, you know, you just got to kind of understand that it comes with a great cost. So, um, making your personal brand is going to be a subject, you know, people are going to want to know how can I influence to get my, not only my brand, my personal podcast or my personal product out there, my reputation as a worker, um, you know, sensitivity in, in disposable society is a big thing. So it's just like, we can't just like, okay, in with one out with another, You know, we do have to show each other value. We do have to make it a personal experience and that's going to make a huge difference in our society. Um, I did kind of touch on overreactions. Okay. There's a difference. Here's one thing I really want to talk about people. There's overreaction or reaction versus response. And they're two different things. Um, Reaction is like when someone says something or does something, there's an immediate response after it you know, or close to immediate, but there's a response, um, that someone either didn't, they didn't take careful thought most of the time. And sometimes they did, you know, they made a decision and some of these decisions are part of the biggest part of a disposable society. So say like, if those people are afraid of their losing their jobs, they're like, well, what do I do? Go back to school, go get retrained, you know, renegotiate my position, look for another opportunity. These are, you know, reactions. And then when it becomes overreaction, like people are in a scare or in a frantic, you know, movement to change, um, you know, 
it creates chaos and and it just like it's like for those who have monopolies and who are well charged of themselves they can manipulate those populations so you know you just got to take a little bit more time now response is something different um in my opinion response is something where it's like something happened but you didn't react right away it's an action with thought in my opinion um i know it's defined as something a little different but um i choose to have personal responses over just reactions because my reactions may not be the prettiest i may have said some things that have offended people or done some things that have offended people and it's costing me in my present and my future so um, you know take some time to have a response to an event versus a reaction to an event um, going back to jack canfield's formula that i like to refer to event plus response equals outcome so i feel like that's more of a a positive formula now there is events plus reactions equal outcome as well um reactions definitely can be detrimental so think about that in a positive form um, and we're going to take a little bit of a break and I'll be right back. Okay. And we're back again. So, uh, you know, I've been learning a lot lately and I've been taking a lot of notes, a lot of time, and I've been listening a vast number of podcasters out on the airway. So, uh, I gave a little bit of a sponsor shout out thank you anchor um again if you want to get into podcasting or even just listen to podcasting anchor is a good way to do it um if you're just getting started and just remember practice 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 it'll make it all great you don't need to buy the most expensive equipment um as you do it more you practice more yeah i'm sure you want to get in equipment so um i'm using um a decent microphone uh, it's not the least it's not the best but it works it's a usb uh, microphone and it is titled i think it's moana hold on give me a second and i'll just get the title of that <clears throat> oh. it's called moano m-a O-N-O, a studio microphone set. Um, it's an easy setup. Um, so you just plug it in your computer. There are extensions you can plug it into your phone. I haven't done that yet. Um, I just downloaded Audacity. Um, by recommendation from the fried Oreo, I'm going to be downloading uh, Backpack Studio for different sound effects. I'm learning about sampling. I do want to include music later on down the road um i've made attempts and then they sound shitty so forgive me if you've heard those attempts but you know experimenting trying new things um when i have time and definitely making a difference okay so um what are we going to get on here uh okay so parenting um i've definitely learned some new things about my parenting um encouraging my kids you know the way i was raised was with a lot of yelling, <clears throat> threatened of spanking. If you don't do right, you're going to, you know, suffer the consequences. But um, I think as, <clears throat> as you get 
older and your kids get older, you got to, you know, you obviously change your discipline methods and sometimes it becomes more severe and sometimes it becomes less severe. So with what I've been watching in the news lately is like kids are having emotional fallouts from, um, tech devices, whether it be an iPhone, iPad, um, an Android device, you know, tablet or whatever, even computer. But it's like, where does it really stop? And, you know, um, something I noticed over the weekend when me and my girl were out and, you know, we're both tired, we're both kind of stressed. And my one-year-old is acting up, you know, and one of the go-to things that we've been doing lately, and I've I kind of regret doing this is to calm her down as we put her little YouTube videos, um, kind of like these children rhymes, a little bit of Sesame street. Um, there's this little, uh, video that she likes a lot called, uh, La Vaca Lola, which is basically the cow, um, melody, you know, it's a, it's a children's rhyme and it's spoken in Spanish and it calms her down, but I'm a little hesitant about that. And, you know, me and my girl, we used to fight about those ideas and she'd be telling me what I should be doing with my 11 year old. And it's just like, wait a second, how can you be telling me what to do with my 11 year old with, with, uh, these devices. And yet she's on it, our son's on it. And now our little one is getting attached to it. And we both just kind of noticed, um, something really important. It's like, we see how I noticed I was at the dinner table on Saturday night. We went to have pizza in this place called Niles, California. Kind of interesting, Niles. And I'm going to get on that in a minute. But anyway, so we're having pizza with the family, her parents, you know, and uh, me and her brother and her son. And to calm her down, my girl put her, her cell phone and put the YouTube video on. And I've done the same thing. So she's, you know, we both are guilty of this, but we, I've been watching how she's been reacting towards the phone. And my girl was just telling me, she's like, I got to start putting away my phone way more often because this is too big of an influence. And the thing is, is with my daughter, my one-year-old, what I want to do differently is not definitely not be using, um, these social devices to occupy their time, to calm them down. Because you know what, how did our parents do it? You know, they taught us emotional control and our kids nowadays are not learning that they are having breakdowns. Um, a lot of kids are going through so much hormonal issues. It's not even funny. Um, you know, uh, I've been reading a lot. There's been a lot of teen suicide is on the rise. Um, Maria Humphreys, uh, last year was talking about, she had like a whole period of time where um, from strong body, strong soul, she was talking about, um, teen suicide was on the rise and I really think about it, but then I was reading about different kids that have been publicized of how they took their lives and, you know, even realizing it, how it could, it could come about, you know, they're not knowing how to handle themselves or handle rejection or handle bullying cyberbullying. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on, but they're not learning, you know, fortitude. They're not learning internal strength. So when they're approaching adulthood, these kids are just, you know, they're, they're being set up for failure. 
you know, they're putting their emotions in others' hands, like if, like kind of like people pleasing or company pleasing. Well, if I don't do what my company says, I'm going to lose my job. How many of us have faced that issue? You know, um, it's being peddled all the time. Like, Hey, we want you to go live your most authentic life. Be you, be yourself. But these kids are not understanding how to exactly do that, you know, to be able to be acceptable. You know, I mean, it starts as early as seven years old. I've seen it on the playground, you know, from kids fashions. Um, even my 11 year old, she's had friends who've had a lot less in prosperity, you know, maybe not be able to live in a comfortable, have their own comfortable bed or have their own toys or, you know, not be encouraged to be able to do a sport. And it was interesting because on our way home yesterday, my girl was telling me, I was telling her like, there's some relatives in Mexico that, yeah, I have They're They're getting into swimming, you know, competitive swimming, never done before. They are part of a country club and, um, they're telling me how they're joining swim clubs, you know? And I was like, that's awesome. You know? And it's just like, she's like telling me, so well in Mexico, um, swimming is like for the rich. And I believe that to be true. So it's kind of like something that can be done so easily that so you don't have to buy a lot of equipment for it, you know, is one of the more expensive things to get into, you know, in other countries. But, you know, um, with these kids not being able to have ways to express their emotions, not having a way to work out their stresses, not being taught how to be emotionally calm, um, you know, the emotional mindset of the average teenager and young child and suicide is like huge. And I didn't know, I really didn't notice how bad it really was. So, um, if you're a parent to kids, um, stop giving them the device, stop buying them games, stop doing all that. I mean, that's my recommendation. Spend more, more personal time getting out, doing things with them. And it's like, look, I remember as a kid, my mom took me to do shit that I really didn't want to do. I remember at a time she used to take us to Yosemite at least two or three times a summer. And I used to hate going hiking. I used to hate going camping, but you know what? In my adult years, I totally appreciate going there. And I look at with a fresh pair of eyes, you know, every single time, even though I worked in the park for a few years, um, you know, because I've been away for so long, it is a different feel when I go camping or hiking in Yosemite because I feel mother nature restores my soul, you know, a little bit. It's away from the technology. So, um, if you're a parent or a first time parent, you know, don't buy your kids, the electronic devices. What's happening now is the, the real rich, wealthy, and intelligent people are going back to manual tools. They're using wooden blocks, wooden toys. Um, they're not introducing a phone to babysit their kid just to get them to back off. I mean, it is stressful when you take your, I'll say like a one-year-old or a six-month-old or even a two-year-old, you never know when they're going to throw a tantrum, you know, and I'm a firm believer when my kid starts throwing a tantrum. I get up, I pick her up, I walk away from the table, I walk outside, I walk in the lobby where I'm going to disturb people the least. Yes, the least. And we sit down and even now, in my daughter being one, or actually like 19 months, um, I'm teaching her, okay, we're going to calm down before we go back to this table. And she will throw a fit, she'll scream and cry. And my 11-year-old didn't really, I didn't really go through that with my 11-year-old. But, you know, 
every kid's different. So with my one-year-old, I'm, you know, it's like, look, I'm calming you down. We're going to talk. We're going to feel this situation. And then we're going to go back, you know, and nine out of, I would have to say eight out of 10 times that works, but it really comes down to you as a parent, you're stressed, you're dealing with it. You gotta, you have to believe in exactly what you're doing. Like for what I was doing, you know, giving a personal timeout in the space that we're in, we're not going to let, um, me and my girl, we talked about, we're not going to let our child dictate our experience in the restaurant. And when we go out to eat, we are going to dictate how it's going to go to our child. That means from early on, we're showing her through our attachments, our one-on-one, not just giving her phones that this is not acceptable, but lately it has been a problem where we have both given her phone to calm her down. And I don't agree, necessarily agree with that. So, um, as of today, um, and I haven't even talked to my girl about this, but I'm going to stop giving my daughter my phone whatsoever. I am not going to tolerate her watching on a phone, YouTube or any of that shit, or even television for that matter. Uh, too much television. I feel like it does not help you or your child. Um, you need to be personally active when you're off, you know, like taking care of things, taking care of the house, teaching your kid cultural things, getting them to understand that um, life is manual. It's not electronic. It's not all analog. So um, definitely thing. Well, hey, listen, I've got to get to work. I've got to wrap up this show. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, if you are an anchor, feel free to leave me an applause. Let me know that you're there. Or if you are also on anchor and you want to leave your input, um, feel free to leave a voicemail. If you would like to be a little bit more discreet, um, I would have to say, write me at good vibes, Jason B at gmail.com. That's the best way to reach me. Um, it is a personal email for this exact podcast. Um, just as a future, uh, four notes, I am working on, my other two stations, um, I'm working on a website. So when I have personal time, I am working on those aspects. Um, good vibe, or what is it? A take a walk with Jason B. Um, I have two episodes in the can. I'm going to be making another episode probably tonight. Um, there's a few things that I've kind of noticed. It's that podcast is all about just noticing things. It's not me preaching. It's just noticing things in the world. And, um, there's another station that's going to be started, um, called the table with Jason B. Um, this station is interviewing different podcasters and professionals specifically, um, in all walks of life. We're going to have personal discussions. I'm working on the equipment, um, to record, uh, to do that. Um, I need a couple, I'm forgetting what they're called. I don't know if they're called relays or what, but, um, you plug them into the computer, you plug in one mic. And then you plug in another. So it's like if you have someone else in front of you, they have a mic to speak. Or or I'm also, you know, considering on going on to Skype. Um, I've listened to other professional podcasters, and this is what they're doing. They're using Skype to record somebody on the phone. So say, like, you want to interview someone over the phone, and they don't want to call into Anchor, or, or Anchor has issues. Um, Skype is another way you can do it. So I'm definitely learning things about podcasting. 
Well, we're going to wrap this up. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Thank you to listening to Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And we're out.